Welcome to the OCC Podcast. Whether you're listening to this at home, on the road, at work, or in the gym, we're so glad you decided to join us as we study God's Word together. We hope and pray that through this ministry, you will grow in your relationship with God as well as become a chair for disciple maker. But for now, sit back and let us help you see how the Bible applies to your life today. Welcome, OCC. Yeah, it's so good to have you guys here at this family service. Like, it is such a joy for me to be up here uh, with with all the generations here together. It is a good thing for us to be together from time to time. Uh, just know that that if you've got little ones with you today, um, that that everyone is welcome in here today. If they're a little wiggly, that is okay. Just look at somebody else who also has wiggly ones uh, and and feel a little better about it. Brenton is easily distractible. I am not that easily distractible. What? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yes, yeah. So, again, OCC, welcome to another family service. Wesley and Brenton Ruin. Yes, which is where Brenton and I critique a children's story based on how well it fits the biblical narrative, the true biblical narrative. Yes. Yeah, this is probably one of my favorite services. Really? It why is. is. Why is that? Is it, oh, I know, is it because of me? Because I'm your favorite I, coworker? I like the format. The format with me. And I, I, I like how all of the church is together. With me in here. I like the energy in the room. Which we do match very well. <laughs> and I do like, I do like working with you. Oh, I thanks, have, man. I had to say that because it's... Because it's written on it's here. Written, yeah. You wrote that I wish I wish you were sticking to it that well. Yeah. How about today we start off with a question? Okay. How about that? All right. So do you have a favorite superhero? Uh, I mean, technically, I would say no. I do not have a favorite superhero. What do you mean Technically. Well, technically, because there's really only one true superhero. You know what? Believe it or not, Hold for on, once, let me, for let once, me explain first before no, you get. No, I agree Wesley. with you. Wait, what? No, yeah, I agree with you for once. There is only one true superhero. What are the chances, though, that you and I are thinking of the same person? Yeah, especially you and I. Right. The thing of the same ones. What are the yeah, chances? I, I doubt. Well, let, let's try it. All right, all right. Billionaire. Yes. Ooh. All right. Uh, Orphan? (laughs) Yes. CEO of a major company? Uh, Yes. The company has their name on it. Yes. Okay. Um, My guy made his own suit. Check. Well, my guy has a really cool butler. Check. Okay. Uh, And then my guy in the movies teams up with a bunch of other superheroes that fights this really weird looking guy from outer space. Dude, I think we've nailed this. For once in our lives, we agree on something. Yeah, and who would have thought that the thing we would agree on is that the best superhero is Iron Man. Batman. Batman. No, Iron Man. Batman. No, no. (laughs) How could Batman be the best superhero? First off, Batman is cool. Okay, he looks cool. He looks great. Okay, (laughs) but also... (laughs) So, but also, <laughs> any one of us could be Batman. Like, Batman doesn't have, like, quote-unquote, like, superpowers, and he's not, you know, he didn't have, like, radiation poisoning or something like that. He could be anybody, which means I could be Batman. He gets his back broken, thrown into a hole, and he heals himself and climbs out. How can we be that? Because he, he's Batman. Because he's Batman. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Why, why no. do you like Iron Man? I mean... 
It's just such a good story. I do have to admit here, though, that my experience with the comics is only from the movies, not from the actual comics. Yeah. But the movie storyline of Iron Man is so good. I mean, perfect character art. I'm not a literary genius, but like a tragic hero through and through. He's got a character flaw. Character flaw gets into trouble. He begins, he, begins to, he begins to overcome his character flaw, but by the time he really realizes it, it's too late, and he dies tragically. So... Just so I hear this correctly, the reason Iron Man is the best is because he dies. Yes. Okay, what right. are your thoughts on Superman? Yeah, Superman is at the bottom of the list. Completely for me. overrated. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, totally every, overrated. he's so powerful that every one of his stories is its own plot hole because there's no match for him. Yeah, and the, the only weakness he has is found in some mystical green rock that's only found on his planet, yet somehow Lex Luthor has it. Somehow, I, yeah, it's just, it's weird, man. It's yeah. A no, it's a no for me, dog. Yeah, yeah. We could probably go on about this for hours, but we do need to get going here. So let's change gears a little bit. Okay. I have another question for for you. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Do you have a favorite hero from the Bible? Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. That is a good answer. Well, that is a good it, answer. That is a good answer. I should have expected that answer as a children's pastor. Yeah. Yeah. And in Sunday school, whenever we ask a question, there's two answers. It's either Jesus or pray and read your Bible. Yeah. Yeah. But for the sake of my conversation here, that seems like a little bit of cheating. How about somebody other than God? Uh, okay. Well, there's some, some to choose from. You have David. You have Paul, uh, you have Old Testament Joseph, you have New Testament Joseph, yep. Esther, Moses. Balaam. Balaam. Yeah, the guy who talked to the donkey. I don't think that's a superhero power. Uh, but Aquaman's a superhero because he talks to fish. Balaam, donkey, <laughs> hero. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think of all the biblical superheroes that we could name, I think top tier superhero of the Bible is Samson, right? Yes. I was actually hoping you'd say that because that is actually the story we're going to ruin today. You're going to ruin Samson. Good luck. What? Have you even read the story of Samson? Have you read the story of Samson? Uh, Yeah. Like, super strong. He's got long, flowing hair, which some people would be jealous of, not me, because I'm very strong in my masculinity. You do have, you do have a beard going for you, at least. <laughs> uh, but Samson was a stud. Right? I mean, he was tricked by Delilah. And, you know, but there's your character arc right there. And he redeems himself by bringing down the temple and he destroys all the Philistines and he ends up dying in the end, which is your criteria I mean, for being enough. a favorite superhero, apparently. Hey, man, I, I do have news for you, though. He's no hero. He is far from it. Wrong. Okay, he was. Okay? <laughs> I, I think you're going to have to prove it. All right. All right, let's do this. I'm going to tell you what I mean. So this time, instead of reading a children's story like we've done in the past, we're going to watch a video, and then we'll talk through it after that. Now, are we doing that because you're just wanting to be lazy because we can't actually read all the stories? Yeah, I would be up here long. for a half an hour if yeah. we read all the okay. way through Fair it. Enough. Yeah, that's let's, 100% let's the reason why. All right, hit let's it. Let's do it. The Israelites once again disobeyed God, so God let the Philistines rule over them. One day, the angel of the Lord told a husband and wife that they would have a son who would save the Israelites from the Philistines. God had a special instruction for their son. He should never cut his hair. 
The woman had a baby, and she named him Samson. God made Samson strong. When Samson grew up, he saw a Philistine woman and wanted to marry her. He and his parents went to meet her. On the journey, a lion jumped out at Samson. Samson killed the lion. Later, some bees had made honey in the lion's body. Samson ate some of the honey and gave some to his parents. Philistine men came to Samson's wedding. Samson told them a riddle. Out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. The riddle was about the lion and the honey, but the men could not figure it out. They asked Samson's bride for help. She told the men the answer. Samson was angry and he left his wife. When he went back to get her, she was gone. Samson was so upset that he burned the Philistines' fields. This made the Philistines angry. Samson escaped to another city where he fell in love with a woman named Delilah. The Philistines gave Delilah money to find out why Samson was so strong. Samson told Delilah, if you tie me up with seven fresh bowstrings, I will be weak. But that was not true. Then Samson said, if you tie me up with new rope, I will be weak. But that was not true either. So Samson said, if you weave my hair into a loom, I will be weak. Another lie. Finally, Samson told Delilah the truth. If you cut my hair, I will not have my strength. So when Samson was sleeping, a Philistine man cut his hair. Delilah shouted, Samson, wake up. The Philistines are here to kill you. Samson wasn't strong anymore. The Philistines grabbed him and took him away in chains. One day, the Philistines made Samson stand between two pillars in their temple. Samson cried out to God, Lord, strengthen me once more. So God strengthened Samson. Samson pushed on the pillars and collapsed the temple. Samson and everyone in the temple died, but Samson had saved the Israelites from the Philistines. What happened to all the super stuff that he did? Like what? Like what? Like killing like the 30 Philistines. That wasn't in there at all. You're, you're correct. That actually wasn't in this did, narrative. You know, I know <laughs> he did. You picked a video that would show how unsuperhero he was because Samson was a hero. No. No, man. For Samson to be a hero, he needs to have the right motives. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, motives are the reasons behind the actions. Okay. I, I know what motives are, but Samson killed all those guys because they were the enemy troops, right? He was a judge of Israel, and so he was saving people, which makes him hero. All right, man. I'm, I'm sorry to say that that isn't why he did it. It's not? No, no. Let's take a look in Judges 14. Let's see why he gets in this place in the begin with. So Samson marries a Philistine woman, which let me remind you is a woman of the enemy, the enemy of Israel, God's people, right? And so at, this, at the wedding, he, he 
makes a riddle or, and makes a bet along with the riddle that the people there wouldn't be able to answer based off the line and the honey. Here's the riddle. Out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. Now, nobody can answer this riddle because it was a bogus riddle that only he knew the answer to. But his wife finds out the answer, tells the Philistines so that they won't look silly in front of Samson. And then now he loses the bet and he has a debt to pay. And so that's why he kills those 30 men was to not to defeat Israel's enemies, but to pay off a bet. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he was paying off a debt. It was no way. Uh, I mean, he was totally just out of pride and selfishness. It wasn't because he was like trying to, you know, do the right thing here. Okay. Okay. But that's just one bad thing, right? I mean, but God was still using Samson. I mean, look, look what it says here in Judges 14, four. It says his father and mother did not know that it was from the Lord. It was from the Lord for he was seeking an opportunity against the Philistines because at that time the Philistines ruled over Israel. So see, he's, God is still using him. And even though his parents disagreed with his, his marriage, Samson was still living according to God's will because Samson was a hero. <laughs> no, no, man. I, I mean, that isn't Samson's motive here. I mean, although Samson gets himself in this situation and God uses him despite what he's got himself into, I mean, he's not pursuing God here. I mean, why stop at 30? I mean, why not take out an entire army? Why not take out an entire city? He was acting on himself here, but God's still in control, still using it. Yeah, but who doesn't like a good anti-hero though, right? Am I right? I mean, I would agree with that part, but I don't think Samson's an, an anti-hero here because to be an anti-hero, you would have normal qualities of a hero except for lacking a few things like maybe courage or selflessness or strong morals. But an, an anti-hero's intentions would still be good. But here we see Samson's intentions are all about himself. He's not selfless in any way. We see that all through scripture. Okay, you got me there. But, but then there's more that this video leaves out. You notice that it didn't talk about when the Philistines capture him and then he defeats a thousand of them with the donkey jawbone. And I mean, cue the Eye of the Tiger theme song because that's like John Wick and uh, yeah. Mission Impossible and Taken yeah. all rolled into one. Yeah, I'm, Hero. I, I'm glad you brought this up. Because let me remind you why this happened. So Samson actually ends up leaving his wife and then comes back to get her and they won't let her come back to him. And he gets angry. So he essentially starts a war with the Philistines by lighting their fields on fire with foxes. Yeah. Uh, they get angry and they come after him. And Israel doesn't want to get taken out as well. So they hand Samson over to them. And that's when Samson breaks free of the spirit of the Lord and he goes to work, right? Saving the people of Israel one versus one thousand. <laughs> yeah, but again, it, I mean, again, it wasn't for the right reasons. He wasn't trying to save his people here. I, I mean, it, it, come on, it was one versus a thousand. Yeah, and I mean, again, it's kind of cool. Yeah, but again, look at, look at what he says after the battle. Judges 15, 18. And he was very thirsty and he called upon the Lord and said, you have granted this great salvation by the hand of your servant. See? You have granted, God, you have granted this great salvation. He's giving God credit. And now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? He's treating God like his own personal water boy here. Okay. That makes sense. I'm starting to rethink it a little bit. And I don't really know how I feel about that. So, well, well, man, we got a ways to go here. 
you, let's try to make buckle you feel up. better. Yeah, yeah, buckle <laughs> up, man. Let's play a game. Maybe you'll feel a little better. Okay. I am going to invite my friend Barry Seward to the stage. Okay. And Barry is going to play a game of Barry Says. I'm going to let you him explain the rules uh, so that you guys don't get confused. Uh, however, Barry is a staple in the 9 a.m. elementary. He's been down there for a long time. If you guys have been down there, you would recognize him for sure. I can tell you that for as long as I have been doing children's ministry, I remember doing it with Barry and his wife, Bernice. So it is an honor to have Barry up here. Barry, the stage is yours. Well, good morning. <laughs> How many of you have played Simon Says before? Okay, well, down in Sunday school, we have a special way that we play Simon Says called Barry Says. So I need to start the game by telling you the rules, okay? So number one rule is all eyes have to stay on me, okay? No matter what instruction you're given, you have to look directly at me. And I'm going to encourage you, listen to what I say more than watching what I do, because they may not match. Okay, so let's start with an example. If I say Barry says arms up, your arms will go up. As I say, if I say Barry says arms down, your arms will go down. Everybody understand? If you understand, raise your hand. Everybody who raised your hand is now out. <laughs> they did good this service. Okay, yeah. go ahead and stand up. We're going to get going here. Go ahead and stand up. Everyone who stood up is now out. <laughs> Barry says, those who are still in the game, stand up. <laughs> These numbers are a bit smaller. <laughs> okay, so go, go ahead and move out into the aisle, if you would, so you'll have a little bit more room. If you moved, you're out. <laughs> okay, Barry says, arms up. Barry says, arms out. Barry says, arms up. If they went down, you're out. Barry says, arms down. Barry says, arms up. Okay, put your arms out. Arms up. And arms down. <laughs> okay, Barry says, I'm now changing the rules. So now, instead of Barry says, it's the opposite. So if you don't hear Barry says, that's what you need to obey. Everybody understand? Barry says, arms up. Okay, I confused you. That's not what I meant. It doesn't mean you do the opposite of what I say. I'm going to give you a break on that one. What that means is you don't obey unless I don't say Barry says. Does that make sense? Okay, because half the people got confused on that one. Okay, arms up. <laughs> okay, put your arms up. Arms out. Barry says arms up. <laughs> Barry says arms down. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> okay, Barry says arms up. You're out. Arms down. Arms up. Barry says arms down. Barry says arms up. Barry says arms out. Barry says I'm changing the rules again. Now we're going back the other way. Arms up. Arms down. If your arms didn't go down, you're out of the game. You got to think about it. Barry said was oh. not the right order. So therefore, it wasn't an official change in the rule. I see one person standing. Is there just one? Two people left, right? Oh, two people. Okay, why don't you guys move closer together? Good. Okay. I'm changing the rules back to the original. You ready? Barry says arms up. Arms down. You're out. We have a winner. <laughs> there we go. 
<laughs> nice job. Man, they started out stronger this they service. Did. They, they did, did start out. And I saw less of a showing of elementary kids this time. So good listeners in here for sure. All right. So let's go ahead and continue on with your story. I hope you're feeling a little better because yeah, we got yeah. to talk this out here. So let's review. Samson seems to be living for himself, not following God's ways. He is super strong and he's a good warrior, but he's a bit rogue, which is why I'm saying not a hero. But I was thinking about it as I was watching people listen and not listen. I really think I'm still Team Samson is a is a hero. All I right. really think so. Do tell. Okay, well, think about the time he went to Gaza, right? And then they, they tried to trap him, and in the middle of the night, he tore off these huge gate doors and then carried him up to the top of the mountain. Yeah, which always seemed, to me, seemed like a little overkill. I mean, couldn't he have just, like, taken the gates off the hinges and just set them aside? He could have, but superheroes always go above and beyond. And he wanted their cities to be left wide open and unfortified. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. But do we need to remind them why he was in Gaza in the first place? Ooh, probably not, because there's kids here. Well, you guys can read about that. On yeah, your yeah. You're, you're not going to get out of that easy. So, so basically, Samson goes down to Gaza, not to pursue what God is calling him to do, but to pursue his own desires. He's pursuing what makes him feel good, what satisfies him. Again, he's not going to, to do anything that he should, really should be doing. But he gets down there, gets in trouble, but God still uses it. Okay, and I, I do think that the video does talk about the story or part of the story that I think most of us are aware of or at least know, which is the story of his demise, our hero's demise at the hands of Delilah. Yeah, which I, I do have to admit that I have always found this part of the story a little strange. Yeah, you're just saying that because you know how the story ends, which then again shows why Samson is a hero. <laughs> no, 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 nope. It's just strange, but... Here we go. So Samson finds Delilah. Again, Delilah is, is a woman of, of the enemy, um, but he comes to love her, but he is blinded by the fact that she is beautiful. Well, you know, Superman has his green rocks and Samson has his pretty Philistine women. So, <laughs> But I mean, it's, that's not just it here. I mean, this by no accounts seems like a healthy relationship. I mean, there's no mention of marriage here. He does love her. The Bible does say that. However, it doesn't seem like she loves him back because she spends the entirety of the relationship just trying to trick him. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk through that part of the story. So um, we all know the story. The Philistines go to Delilah and they, they pay her to trick um, Samson into giving away why he's so strong. Judges 16.7 says this. Samson says to her, if anyone ties me or binds me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, then I shall become weak, just like Pastor Wesley. <laughs> And then Delilah shares that with the enemies. Ooh, I'm going to stand behind you. Zing! Whoa! Uh, and then they try to capture him, but he breaks free. But then he stays with her. Yeah. Yeah, that's always bothered me. Like, how did he not see that coming? Yeah. I mean, she was a woman of the enemy. She was a Philistine. Yeah. Love is blind. Yeah. Blind, I guess. But, I mean, that seems borderline brain dead. Yeah. All right. All right. So like I said, then Delilah, uh, what's his kryptonite? But anyway, he, she tries a second time. And this is what he says to her. He said, if they bind me with new ropes that have not been used, then I shall become weak, just like Pastor Wesley. And again, they, they capture him, they tie him up, and he breaks free because he is a yeah. hero. But hey, I don't even think Delilah's free on this one. I mean, like, I feel like she could have figured this out. I mean, like maybe a quick Google search or something, you know, why is this guy's hair so long? I don't know. I feel like she could have figured it out. That had to stand out. But I don't know. Maybe she's an enemy. So it was just beyond them. Or 
Google wasn't around back then. Mm, so, fair enough. But anyway, so then it happens a third time. And so then she's like, why are you so strong? And he said, he said to her, if you weave the seven locks of my head with, with the web and fasten it tight with the pin, then I shall become as weak just like any other man who looks like Pastor Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that was that was capture him again. That was extra low. I'm, I'm feeling self-conscious about this. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he breaks free again because again he is yeah. a superhero. He breaks free. Yeah, but eventually he gives in. He tells Delilah that the source of his strength is his hair. God leaves him. His hair is cut. He is captured. Not very heroic. Even even Batman had his dark days. Yeah, but I, I just feel like this is an easy thing to not give in to. Well, if you recall, the Bible actually tells us why he gave in. Look at uh, Judges 16, 16. When she pressed him hard with her words day after day after day after day after day and urged him, his soul was vexed to death. She just wore him out. Anybody would give in under those circumstances. Yeah, whatever, man. I'm, I'm not heroic. Yeah, well, well you know what? That, that reminds me of something, though. Um, real quick, I know we're in the middle of something, but can I borrow your car this uh, this week? I don't, I don't know. Can we, can we just talk about this in a little bit? I, just, I don't want to forget. I just remember just now I need to go do something this week. Can I borrow your car? Like really right now? Can like can we just, can't can this move car? on? Can I borrow your car? No. Wesley, can I borrow your car? No. All right. Wesley, I'm, mov- borrow, I'm moving on here. I'm going to move on. So they capture Samson and they think that, okay. Okay. You can borrow my car. Are you happy? Yeah, can, can I please just move on here? You just proved my point. And what point is that? That is why Samson gave in. What are you talking about? Wasn't that annoying? And rude. <laughs> but that's why, that's why Samson gave in. I mean, he was a superhero, and that he lasted day after day after day of all that. You didn't even last, what was that? A couple questions? Come on, man. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But I mean... I still think he should have been able to figure it out. I mean, every time he tells her the Philistines attack, I just feel like the pieces could have gone together. Yeah, but I mean, again, it was his, it was his leading lady, right? It was his Vicky Vale to his Batman, the Lois Lane to his Clark Kent, the Pepper Potts to his Tony Stark, the MJ to his Peter Parker, the Scarlet Witch to his Vision, the Agent Carter to his Captain America, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer to Angel, the Gamora to Star-Lord, the Jim Gray to his you Wolverine, need to, you the need to get out more. Aquaman, the Carol Ferris okay. to his Green Lantern. Yeah, we got- that's enough. Yeah, that's plenty. We got it. Yeah. Well, the point is, he loved her. The Bible doesn't say that he loved any other woman. So I think this was just that tragic love story. Even with all his flaws, he is still a hero. <laughs> I got one. I got one. <laughs> yeah, I got one. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. All right. I, let me show you one more reason. So okay. let's, let's back up all the way to the beginning of this story, right? Okay. So before Samson's born, we see that his mom takes an oath before God, and we find out later that this oath also applies to Samson. You're talking about the Nazarite vow. Yes. And what is a Nazarite vow? It means he wasn't a Baptist. <laughs> Very funny. Didn't you go to school for this? <laughs> well, yes, I did. Basically, the Nazarite vow was that uh, it was a vow they made with God. They wouldn't be able to drink wine. They'd have to stay away from dead things. They couldn't even be in the vicinity of dead things. They could not cut their hair, and they had to follow on top of that all of the Israelite law. And it was a way that, that people dedicated themselves to God. Okay, right. That is correct. Okay, so let's re- take a quick review of Samson's life and see how many times he violates this vow. And we're not even going to talk about the Israelite vows or the Israelite law, excuse me, just the vow that he made before God. Okay. Are you ready? 
Yes. All right. So the story starts off and he kills a lion and then eats honey from the dead body. Violation number one. Then he takes the honey from it, feeds it to his parents without them knowing where it came from, making them violate their vow. He violates the vow. Violation number two. Then he marries a woman of the enemy. Violation number three. At the wedding, he most likely drinks alcohol as per the Hebrew language. Violation number four. Then he makes a bet that he shouldn't have made and he has to pay it. So he murders 30 men to get their cloaks to pay this debt. 30 counts of murder, 30 more violations. We're up to violation number 34. Yeah. Yep. Good job on the math there. Yes. Yep. He goes to an enemy city that he never should have been in because he's pursuing his own desires. Violation number 35. Uh, Excuse me. I skipped a whole set of them. You did. Yeah. So we're, but we're backing up to the donkey. Okay. Jawbone of a donkey. Jawbone of a donkey, dead donkey, violation 35. Then he kills 1,000 men, more dead bodies, lots of violations, 1,035. Then he goes to a city that he shouldn't have been into to change his desires. Now we're back to Gaza, 1,036. He rips down their gates. Actually, not a violation. I actually just think that's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just worth mentioning. Then he falls in love with a woman that he shouldn't have been with because, again, she was of the enemy. Violation 1037. Finally, he gives in to Delilah, telling her the source of his strength is his hair. Violation 1038. This is just the violations that are mentioned in Scripture. Okay, but when you put it like that, I mean, it sounds terrible, but if you did that to anybody, like just rattling off all their violations to God's law, I mean, anybody would shriek back. Yeah, man, but that, that isn't even the worst of it. Take a look That's at not this. the worst of it. It is not. Yeah, Judges 16.20. And she said, the Philistines, excuse me, Delilah said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as other times and shake myself free. But he did not know the Lord had left him. He had strayed so far from God, he didn't even know that God wasn't with him anymore. Okay. I see what you're saying. But if the story just ended here, if that's when it ended, then I could see what you're saying. But we got to finish the story, right? I mean, what about the ending? The ending kind of shows why he is a hero, right? Because he ends up defeating all the Philistines when he gets his strength back. No, man. I mean... In the end here, God, I mean, Samson is still all about himself. I mean, he doesn't, it's not like he's crying out to God in the end here for forgiveness or for God to fulfill his oath to, to save his people. No, he's just thinking about himself. Look what he says. Judges 16, 28. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, sovereign Lord, remember me, please God, strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Even in the end, he was thinking about himself, not his people. He just wants to do what he wants to do. It's the same heart we see with his first wife in Gaza and with Delilah. Same heart, no change. Okay. You win. He's not a hero. Okay? You happy? You just ruined this for everybody. All my friends here. It's ruined. Why don't we just rename this whole thing to Wesley Ruins thing while Brenton stands in the corner? So, sorry, man. Did I, did, I, did I take this a little too far? I think, I think you might have. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> this is, sorry, man. It, I, should, I shouldn't laugh. I, sh- I shouldn't laugh, man. I, I'm sorry. Can, can I just... Can I just say one more thing? No, you, you don't need to. You've already ruined it. Please? No. Brendan. No. Brendan. No. Brendan. 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 What? Can, 
I, uh, this is hard, it's hard for me to get out, but, uh, uh, Are you stretching? I, I, yes, it's, it's a strain. Okay. It's a strain it's a thing. Okay. It's a strain thing. Yes. Uh, I, I, I actually think you're right and I'm right. And we're both wrong. You don't have to patronize me. It's okay. I can be a good loser. It's all right. I can lose. <laughs> Actually, no, you can't. <laughs> but, but seriously, <laughs> Samson wasn't a hero because honestly, he does things that are very unheroic and quite frankly, just outright sin in the face of God. I can, you've showed us that, yes. But he was a hero because he was actually a good judge. In his last act, he saved Israel from the Philistines. So he was... And he wasn't a hero. Yes. That don't make no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. You can't just, we can't end the service like that. You, it's a cliffhanger. Come on. We like, I need to, they need to know. I need to know. Was he or wasn't he a superhero? Well, I mean, superheroes don't exist. DC and Marvel would disagree, but okay. And as, and as far as him being a hero, I think it really depends on how we look at heroes. In fact, I actually think we're looking at heroes in the wrong way here. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, Samson is not a hero, or excuse me, Samson is a hero, not because of his strength and power, but because of what God does through Samson using his power. Okay. Well, I mean, think about it this way. Samson is men mentioned in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. Yeah, near the bottom. <laughs> yeah, but why is he there? It's because he was super strong. Because he lifted, bro. No, no. Look at how chapter 11 starts. The definition of faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old receive their commendation. So we see here that Samson is actually being commended, not because of his strength, but because he had faith in God. I mean, doesn't that sound like kind of like a cop-out answer, though? Like, Samson was great because he had faith. Like... It seems like a cop-out Christianese answer. Yeah, man, I, I hear you. But, I mean, the truth is, is that it really is hard to have faith. I mean, you and I struggle with this all the time. And even when situations are dire, it's even harder. I mean, think about it. I mean, Samson here lost everything. At the end of his life, there, there was no way out for him. It had to be really hard for him to have faith in that situation. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. You know, when you're, when you're super strong, then you just use your strength to get out of stuff. Or if you're super smart, like... Some of us on stage, you can just use your intelligence to get out of certain things. Like that would be really hard to have. That what was it? The the faith and the assurance of things hoped for and convictions of things not seen. Like yeah, you're right. That's not easy at all. Yeah, I mean, was it easy for Noah to build the ark? No, I, I'm sure that took a long time, and I'm sure he felt dumb a lot. Yeah. And I mean, was it easy for Moses when he was staring down the Red Sea, and the Egyptians are hot on his trail? No. In fact, we actually see Moses struggle with it in scripture. Yeah, okay, but how would Samson, like after all that he did, after all his sin, after all his running from God, how would just his faith make him a hero? <clears throat> well, I mean, Samson, I mean, he, he had faith in God. And even though he did a whole bunch of bad things uh, and made a whole bunch of mistakes, he still had faith that God would come through for him, yeah. even though where he got himself. But that was just to exact vengeance on his people, right? on, on his enemies, right? Well, I mean, actually at that time, vengeance actually implies a, a level of justice from a higher power. I mean, uh -huh. Samson gets himself into a bad situation, and he's, but he's not just reacting to what's happening here. He actually is pleading to God for help. So you're saying that Samson had faith that God would deliver him from his enemies. Yes. Yeah. And God did that. 
and gave him his strength back. Okay, so when he pushed down the pillars and then God allowed him to kill more Philistines in his death than ever, even in his lifetime, that meant that he was fulfilling his duties as a judge of Israel? Yeah, I mean, that's why we can call him a hero. But again, it wasn't because of his strength. Because his strength wasn't from himself. No, no, it came from God. I mean, his biggest strength was that he had faith in the one the strength came from, in God. This story is so crazy, though, because... I mean, why would God use Samson after his life of sin, after basically running away from God and breaking all of his vows? Why would God still use him? I mean, God is in in control even in our disobedience, even when we turn away from him. But Samson did still suffer the consequences of his actions here. Okay, so you're saying, hold on, go back. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. We missed one. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. This one right here. There we go. The good news. The good news. Sorry. Should we do this? Should we Rewind. do that? Still crazy that God still yeah. used Samson. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, t- truly that is really good news because the truth is, is that we all mess up and we are all selfish. We all fall short. Yeah. We all make mistakes. We are all sinful. Okay. So if we're all, we all make mistakes and like Samson had mistakes and Samson did things wrong, but God used him and we make mistakes and God still uses us. Does that mean then that we can then do whatever we want to do because God's still in control and we can just do whatever we want? No, I mean, not not necessarily. In our disobedience, God is still in control. I mean, his plan is still ultimately sovereign. Uh, It it is going to happen despite sometimes what, what we do. But Samson still had a hard time once God left him. He still had the consequences. Yeah. And even though he did really, really cool things and he was super strong, I really wouldn't want to trade lives with Samson because in the end he was blinded. He was captured, blinded, mocked, and then he was crushed to death. Yeah. I mean, there were still consequences for his actions. He didn't just get a free pass because God or because he believed in God. Yeah. I mean, he still had to go through all of it, but in the end, even through his struggles, when he cries out to God, he's redeemed because of his faith. Okay, so to recap, Samson was not a superhero? No, I mean, they just don't exist. I mean, DC, Marvel, Batman, that's fine. Um, but <laughs> he wasn't a hero in the sense that we should idolize him and follow his, his example, right? No, I mean, Samson was a sinner just like the rest of us. He, he still made mistakes. And we need to be careful, like with Samson, not to elevate him or anybody else with strengths and gifts above how great God is. I mean, the truth is, is we all fall short of the glory of God, how yeah. good our heavenly father is. Okay. But we can look to Samson as a hero of the faith, because as it turns out, his greatest strength wasn't in his muscles, but his faith in God. Yeah. Which is why Samson is a type of hero. And I say type because as we said, at the start of our service, like Iron Man, Batman. There is really only one true hero, and we all know who that hero is. Yeah, how did it take us this long to mention Jesus? We, we actually kind of did, though, because actually if we, if we take a step back and look at the whole story of Samson, Samson is actually a preview of Jesus. A preview of What do you mean by a preview of Jesus? Well, Samson was a judge of Israel, and judges back then are different than what we think of as judges today. Yeah, a judge in Bible times was a leader that was chosen by God to rescue Israel from her enemies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Samson's job as a judge was to rescue Israel from the enemy, the Philistines, to save them from oppression. And again, Samson was willing to die to defeat the enemy. Like, look at Judges 1630. 
says, then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he bowed with all his strength and the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people who were in it. So the dead whom he killed at his death were more than those whom he had killed during his life. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Samson had to lay down his life to accomplish his mission. And that's what Jesus did for us. Take a look at John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus's mission from the father was always to conquer our ultimate enemy, which is sin and death. And like Samson, Jesus laid down his life to do it. Yeah. But unlike Samson, Jesus's sacrifice lasts forever. That's right. Jesus finished what Samson set out to do. Which was to save God's people. Yeah, which for Samson was just Israel. Yeah, but for God, his people are everyone who believes in his son, Jesus, because Jesus saves everyone who calls on him by faith through grace, every single one. And that's why Jesus is the real superhero. Amen. All right, with that, church family, would you pray with us? Yes, Lord. Lord, thank you uh, for bringing us all together here. Lord, what, what an honor it is to, to be in here amongst friends, um, amongst these families and, and the generations. Lord, what an honor it is to uh, just learn about your word. Uh, thank you for being the, the gracious, good father that, that, we, uh, that we can put our trust and our hope in, Lord. Lord, you are so good. Uh, you are so glorious and, and, and we fall short, Lord, but we thank you that, that you have, have given us a, a way out, uh, hope in Jesus Christ, uh, that, that he took the punishment that, that we all deserve Lord. And, and, uh, we thank you for stories like Samson, n- not because of the, the hard things, um, to read in it, Lord, but the, the places that we can see ourselves in there, Lord, and, and you still coming through for us. Lord, what, what a great thing that is. Lord, I, I hope everyone in here knows that good news, um, that, that their hearts be open to, to hearing the work that you've done for them on the cross, Lord. Lord, thank you again for bringing us all together, Lord. May these conversations continue outside of these walls. Uh, you are worth it, Lord. You are worthy. Through your son we pray. Amen. Amen. Church family, so I got two things for you. One, if you need prayer, if, if God is just speaking to you right now, uh, or maybe if you're going through something um, right now, there are people at the cross who would love to pray with you, pray over you, and pray for you. And the second thing I have for you is that we do a midweek podcast on our OCC podcast, which is available on any podcast platform you do. It's kind of a midweek devotional. Um, but what we like to do is answer questions from you guys that are, that are watching and saw this whole service, and you're like, maybe I'd, I have some questions about Samson, or I have some questions about the Bible or whatever, um, Pat, uh, Wesley and I are going to be doing that this week. So if you have a question, you can go right outside and there's a, a box. You can just write a question in and drop it in, or you can text or email OCC podcast at lewistonocc.org, either text or email, um, that address and you can send in your questions and then you and your family can continue this discussion midweek. Uh, that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to give to our ministry, please check out our website at lewistonocc.org. And don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast, as well as our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram, so you're always up to date with what's going on here at Orchards Community Church. Take care, and God bless.